we're glad to be sharing the ministry of Redemption Church with you. Now join us as we receive the Word of God. In Jesus' name, all things are possible. Whatsoever we need is ours through Him if we believe and if we yield it unto Him and give it unto Him. He is right here to hear your request. Thank you, Lord. You are so good. Hallelujah. We're going to have Brother Charles take up the offering. Um, you can give here live in our congregation or you can find our website online and you can give there. We have a cash app there at cash.app uh, slash dollar sign redemption plano. That's a really good way to give. I hope it's online for you. And God is going to bless it. He's going to multiply it. He's doing that. We give a small amount, whatever we can, and then the Lord multiplies it into much more. Hallelujah. He is great. Let's pray right now. God, we just lift you up. You're so good. You are the rewarder, God, of your people. You are the lifter of our heads, God. You are the banner over us, God, in the name of the Lord. And you, oh God, are our victory and our celebration. Thank you, Lord, for the ability to give unto you. Thank you, Lord, that we could praise you. Thank you, Lord, that we could gather with you in freedom, freedom of spirit and freedom in our country, God. We thank you for it, Lord. I ask you to bless this church, bless this offering, and bless each one who has to give and those who don't have to give. God, richly reward them and bring them, God, unto you. Those, God, who don't know you, God, reach right now into that heart, Lord God, and let them be drawn unto you. All of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't know what you're dealing with in life, but sometimes you just need a song in your heart. Y'all know what I'm talking about? If you don't know what I'm talking about, you, you need to really listen. You need to have a song in your heart. We sing some of those songs. Some of those songs we sing tonight have got me through the last year. I've been in hospital rooms where I sang with a sleeping boy, a sleeping child in a bed, and I just sang, I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. I pray for your healing. Certainly. Circumstances would change. I prayed those things. I'm telling you, you need a song inside your heart. You've got enough problems pressing in to your mind. Y'all listen to me. We're going to get to this thing in a second. But God wants to do something for you. You have things that are pressing in on you. But you need to push those things out because the one that's in you is greater than the one that's in the world. Greater is he. That is in me than he that is in the world. So all the world and its problems just try to push on you. Push on you. Little, like a big brother trying to treat you like a little brother going, why are you hitting yourself? Why are you hitting yourself? Boop, 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 trying to push in on you. And you need to have a song in your heart. You need to have a worship in your life. You need to have a spirit of God inside you that says, nah, I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. Come on, sing it out for the battle. For the battle. 
battle belongs to you, Lord. Give it all you got. And I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Clap your hands all over this house. Oh, God, we love you. Oh, God, we praise you. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, you can't be too excited when you have a God who does what he does in human lives. What he has done in my life, I'm sorry if you think I'm a little too excited. You're a little too late to the party if you think I'm too excited. Because he has done so much for me, I just can't even put it into words. He's done so much for my family. He's done so much for my little boy. He's done so much for this heart. He's done so much against all that the enemy took. He took what the enemy meant for evil. And he's turned it for good. That's what he's done. And I'm excited about it. And I will not apologize about that excitement. And once you get a hold of it, you'll be excited too. Who knows what I'm talking about? Amen, amen, amen. I love you guys. I'm so glad that you are with us tonight. Welcome back to Redemption Church of Plano, Texas. My name is Chris Fluitt, and I want to personally welcome everybody in the room. Thank you so much for being. You know, there was a rainstorm, and you could have gone, well, you know, it's going to rain. It's going to be a bad rain. But no, some of y'all, y'all got in the rain and you drove here to have a rehearsal. Some of you got in the rain and you drove here to get here early, an hour and a half early. You got here. Praise God for you. I'm so thankful for you. I'm so thankful for people that go, it's going to be a little harder today, but I'm still going to get to the house of God and I'm going to get there early to serve others. Can you hear it for our workers in this house tonight? Thank you so much. And online people, don't feel defensive because you're not here. We love you. We're so glad that you're tuning in with us. Wherever you are tuning in with us, we're so glad that you are with us. And we want to connect with you, even online, because we believe God has a plan for you. Our vision, everybody say love, love. Grow. grow, serve, serve. go. Serve. I want you to say it like this. Love God, love. grow faith serve others and go change the world say it together with me love God grow faith serve others and go change the world amen welcome to step four I'm so glad that you're here with it if you missed any part of the other steps one two or three we want you to sign up to take them in the near future. We have another next step coming up, April 23rd, all right? And if you missed any of them, you sign up right there and you let us know which ones you missed and we will make sure to get you through that next step. So we have that sign up uh, sheet. Also, online attenders, you can also sign up because you can be a part of this church. You can be a part of this vision even if you live outside of the Metroplex. Text us at 469 467 8111-469-467-8111 and just ask us about first steps, next steps, and we'll get you all aboard. For you that have been through every step, let me talk to you. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope you've been a little pumped. I hope you've been a little excited. I hope that it has taken you on a leadership journey where you are learning your uh, purpose in life. You're discovering your purpose. And I hope you're more excited than ever about the kingdom of God. If all of that is true, then we're doing something right. And that's what we want to do. 
Today, I realize I'm talking to people who have been a part of redemption longer than this vision sermon series. That's largely true right here. Everybody here, you've been here coming around redemption, worshiping here longer than we're on week five of, of this vision series, right? You've been here longer than that. I, I want you to be excited about it, all right? Even though you've been here longer than it. I want you to understand that these steps to love, grow, serve, and go are how. Somebody say how. how. We are going to lead people through who have just recently found Redemption Church. We're going to lead them into their divine destiny. We're going to lead them into making difference. And you're going to be serving alongside of them very soon. And I want you to have that kind of vision for it. This is how we are going to change lives. Newsflash, just showing up to church does not change lives. I will say that of any church. I will say that of any pastor. You can come into a building and it does nothing. It is when you encounter the Lord of glory and you start following him that lives are changed. And that's what this is going to be all about. This is how we're going to see lives change. You're going to be hearing a lot about next steps from now on. You do not get sick and tired of it. You're going to hear it at our greeting. You're going to hear it. At our service close, when you hop online, you're probably going to see something about it there. Do not get angry at us. This is how we're going to win this city. This is how we're going to win your family. This is how. Look at somebody say, this is how. I want you to be excited about it because you know that this is how we're going to get people involved here at Redemption. And how we get people connected to the call of God in their life. Please imagine with me. If it helps to close your eyes to imagine, go ahead. But I want you to imagine with me the person who has been hurt by past church experiences. Imagine them going from nervous about church to excited to work in a church. Man, that's a big deal. That's going to happen here. Imagine it. Have faith. Imagine this one, the person who didn't think they were important. But somewhere around step two, they realized that God was calling them to do something that was their unique gifting. And they realized, I'm not unimportant. I am greatly important. That God has created works for me to do in advance. Imagine with me the person who had volunteered in church before. They had been in church volunteerism before. They know what it means to be voluntold. Anybody know the term voluntold? Wave at me if you know the term voluntold. You know what voluntold means? Voluntold means you don't want to do it, but somebody told you to do it, and you're there doing it. And five years later, you're still doing it because someone told you, and you're not extremely happy about it, but you're there. And (laughs) Imagine with me the person that had been voluntold in churches only to become frustrated with those jobs they were given that were not their passion and not their calling. Now imagine them in step three, realizing for the first time that they had a spiritual gifting and saw for the first time how to use it and where to use it and why it 
matters. Imagine that. Imagine that. Don't, when, it, when it comes to that, you never have to tell, voluntold, tell anybody again because they're passionate about it and they're fulfilled in it and they see God at work in it. If we get people to come hang out with us, they are going to hear about next steps. We're going to make sure that happens. So if they hang out with us, they're going to hear about next steps. And if we can get them to go through next steps, they will do more than just become members of Redemption Church. They will actively be using their gift in God's kingdom. Somebody say amen if you think that sounds good. We're going to need your help for this. We're not even in your book. Just just, you stick with me real quick. Some of y'all are like, oh, did I miss a blank? Did I miss a blank? You haven't missed a blank. No one's missed a blank. Y'all listen. We're going to need your help. Here's really quick. You people that have been here longer than the vision series, you listen. Here's how we need your help. We need you to embrace this vision. We need you to do more than be okay with this vision. All right, I guess we're doing this now. I need you to do more than that. I need you to embrace it. I need you to live it out. When we talk about being a joyful church, I need you to get on board with that. When we talk about being a church that honors one another, I need you to be on board with that. When we talk about being a church that is wild about Jesus and is full of the Spirit, we, we need you to be about that. When we say that we are an others-focused church, I need you to embrace that part of the vision. I need you to be all a part of that. We need to embrace this vision. That's number one. Number two, we need to encourage others to join the vision and go through next steps. I cannot be the only one encouraging people to go into next steps and find their destiny. I need you because it's meaningful to you and it's been life-changing to you. I need you to encourage them. I need you to be bringing your friend and then telling your friend, hey, you got to go through that. That thing changed my life. Tell them that. Do that very thing, all right? We need, we need that. Um, good Lord. Sometimes my booklet just goes crazy. Anybody? All right. Uh, and then last, oh, the, the two more. Here it is. Sorry. We need a team of people. Somebody say team. We need a team of people helping us to successfully get people signed up and attend Next Step. We need people to do that. That could be you holding a bulletin. That could be holding you holding a, a sign-up sheet. That could be you working the info desk. But you are helping us to get people signed up and to attend. That might be you making a phone call or texting someone for us. That's the kind of person we need there. An administrative person, you, you hit that A team right there. When we were doing those things and you hit administration, I'm calling you. That's you. I need your help with that. And we need people to help us host next steps. We've already got somebody really good. We got Lupita's already agreed to it. Because I just looked out and I went, you know who's hospitable? You know who tries to make a room look really nice and welcoming for people? That's Lupita. We're looking for people that are hospitable to help create a room for people to come into and have a snack and get a hold of this and let the, let the room not detract but add to the vision of what we're doing. Yeah. We need that. Hospitable people, we're calling on you. And we also need people helping us to connect new people with their new found gifting. We're going to have more and more people going through this. And it's going to be overwhelming for one person to do that. We need connecting people. The kind of person that's a connector. The person that's very people oriented. 
the person that's so far to the right of that DISC that they don't like tasks, but if you want to hang out and do life together, they're like, I'm all about that. We need you to help us to connect with these people, interface with these people, talk about what they're interested in, and then let's get them connected. We need you to do that. Here's what I need you to know. I will drive myself crazy if I try to do all that. I hope if you have me do all of that, I hope you say something nice at my funeral because it will put me in an early grave. That's just too much for one person to do. What God is calling us to do is too much for one person to do. Somebody say amen if you believe that. So I want you to be a part of that. And then last is this. We need teams of people to cover us in prayer. We need people that will just pray. That they, they might not be good with interfacing with people. They might not be good with these kind of tasks. But they're a spiritual person that goes, yeah, I'm going to pray for my church. Yeah, I'm going to pray for my pastor. Yeah, I'm going to pray for our vision. I'm going to pray that God will drag people off the road into this church and that it changes their life. One way to say it is this. There's so much room for people to get involved. We need you. Get involved. Find a place to get involved. You will put a smile on your pastor's face, but you will do something far greater than that. You will impact the kingdom of God forever. I want you to join me on page three. Page three. All right. You haven't missed a single blank, any of you. Page three. Ephesians chapter two, verse 10. For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. Our hope for you is this. Today at step four, our hope is to provide you with clear next steps to get involved in a team and step into your purpose. We hope you've gotten connected to the church and realize that this is the place for you to be and for your family. We hope that you're starting to figure out your design, your spiritual gifts, your calling, and your passions. Today, I want to talk to you about joining the team. Somebody say team. We call it the dream team around here. It's all about this dream that we have of a church, and that's what this team is all about. It is one team trying to accomplish one thing, to love, grow, serve, and go. This team is a community of people working to fulfill that vision that God has for us. We call it the dream team. We have a growing list of many opportunities. There are opportunities here in this room every Sunday. There's opportunities before 5.30 starts. There's opportunities during the service. There are opportunities after the service right here every Sunday. There are opportunities at small groups during the week, wherever small groups are. There, there are opportunities outside of small group for small group, administrative things, uh, writing lessons, and trying to get people connected to a small group. Those are opportunities. There are opportunities. There are more opportunities to serve our community and to reach people beyond the walls of this building. We want you to be, take a, a advantage of those opportunities. What We want you to know that there's so many opportunities. We want you to know where all the opportunities are, but here's what we want. We want you to find that one opportunity that you're passionate about, that one opportunity that God has called you to do, and I want you to throw yourself in it, all right? It doesn't mean you can't take advantage of more than one opportunity, but for sure, we want everybody in this church, everybody in this room, 
Everybody listening to me right now, I want you to find that one thing that you're wild about. And I want you to throw your life right into the center of it. All right? I want to talk to you about the vision of the dream team. And I want two things today. I'm asking for two things from you today. Here's number one. I want you to talk to God. Before today's over, I want you to talk to God. That is a thing that must happen or we've just wasted our time. What is really powerful is not just when you come to church, but when you come to church and start to talk to God. That is when life changes. So we're going to open this altar today. I want you to come. I want you to talk to God. I want you to get more of him inside of you. Number two, I want everyone who wants to be a part of the team to turn in a signed honor covenant from step three. All right? If you missed that, if you lost that, if you didn't get it to us, we have those right here at the platform. We have them right there at the info table. So go get in that. We also want a signed qualification and leadership commitment that we will find at the end of our booklet today. I want those things from you, all right? Signed evaluation. honor covenant and also qualification and leadership commitment while I'm at it uh, there's another thing if you haven't turned in your evaluation that tells us about your your personality and your spiritual gifting and your experiences we want that too so ask us for it we'll get that to you all right at the bottom of page three is a blank line is it the first blank line it might be our first blank line here it is on the blank line I want you to write this sentence. I want to make a difference. I want to make a difference. Now, there is a period at the end of this sentence. Let there be a period at the end of this sentence. There is no question mark at the end of this sentence. We believe that you're already wired to want to make a difference. And that statement is true for every single person. God has already wired you to desire to make your life count for the sake of others. I believe you'll never be happy until you're making a difference. I believe that you'll always feel like there is a missing puzzle piece for your life if you are not making a difference. And I believe that when you start making a difference, you're going to be so happy about it you're going to want to tell others about it you're going to you you will not be able to wait for the next service to come by the next small group to come by the next first tuesday to come by because this is what makes you so happy to serve the lord with gladness we know that god has saved us do we know that you don't know that let's have a bible study that is the first step in your spiritual journey but i want you to know today it is not your only step in the journey there is always a next step for you in christ second timothy 1 and 9 says this he has saved us and called us to a holy life not because of anything we have done but because of his own purpose and grace this grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time I want to tell you that God has a purpose 
and a grace for you that is given before the beginning of time. Do you see that in this? That he has a purpose and a grace for you that he's given before the beginning of time. You see, you're just trying to catch up with what God has already ordained from the creation of the world. A purpose and a grace. God has a purpose and a grace. I want to tell you that before you were created, God created the thing he is asking you to do. Say it one more time. Before you were created, God created the thing he is asking you to do. It is wired in you to make a difference. That's why I had you write, I want to make a difference. How can I make a difference? How can I know that I am making a difference? What is the litmus test of whether it makes a difference or not? I can answer that in one word. The word is eternal. Somebody say eternal. Eternal. You can do a lot of things that are good for a little while. But eventually, they'll fall to nothing. You can do a lot of things that will never stand the test of time. But if we take care of people and we feed people, but never give them Jesus, then the difference is not eternal. We fed them for a night but we didn't give them something eternal. If we help people get out of their mess, but they don't go to heaven, we ultimately did them a disservice. You follow me? Did I lose you with the car alarm? All right. Most of your life is going to be on the other side of eternity. Do you realize that? The other side of eternity is way longer than the small parentheses of your life here on this side of eternity we need to make an eternal difference we're going to make a difference in the here and now we will feed the hungry we will befriend the lonely but we also must make a difference by introducing them to Jesus Christ and them having an everlasting life in Jesus Christ we are going to do both do you understand that We're going to focus on helping people right here now, but we're also going to make sure that they are in heaven with us. Because to really make a difference that stands the test of time, the difference you make has to be eternal. So I want you to improve that sentence. If you're like a perfectionist, I'm really sorry for what I'm about you to do. But you might put a little carrot in there, a little add a little addition, and I want you to write. I want to make an eternal difference. Add that. Put, find a way to put that in that sentence. I don't just want to make a difference. I want to make an eternal difference. Now we're getting somewhere. That's good. I think God's more pleased with that. I think that's good. But I still think there's something missing. Because you're a preacher, you got to have a third point, right? So here it is. There is something missing that's important to God. As good as our sentence is, there's still something missing. Here it is. God will develop you as an individual, but his design is never to leave you as an isolated individual. Adam, 
created Adam, but that wasn't good enough. Adam needed a helpmate. He needed someone in his life. That's how mankind was made. Mankind was never made to be an individual. He invests in your individuality. He loves your individuality, but he has not called you solely to individuality. So I want you to say this, you and God. You and God. A lot of your spiritual journey is you and God. You have a problem, but it's you and God, and you figure it out. You walk a little bit, and you have another problem, and it's you and God, and you figure it out. And then you go over here, and God's called you to do something, but it's so big, and guess what? It's just you and God doing it together. There is a lot of you and God, you and God, you and God, you and God in this life that we have in Jesus Christ. But it finally comes to the place where he wants to not only be you and God, but he wants to use you. And in order to use you, it becomes you and God and others. You and God and others. And you take a few more steps and it's, it's not just your problems. Now it's your brother and sister and the Lord's problem. And it's you and God and others. And you're caring for you and God and others. And once you have tasted of you and God and others, you know that it's not enough to live you and God. You want that you and God and others kind of life. There are people right now ministering to our kids. Why? Because they got a hold of you and God and others. And that's why they're doing it. Why are those people back there doing the high stressful job of tech in a church service? Oh my goodness. At the push of a button, you could make all of heaven mad. Accidentally put up the wrong video or, or all of these kind of stuff. I'll tell you why they're doing that. Because it's you and God and others. They are serving the Lord back there and they are serving others back there. You and God and others. Can I tell you? To change your word a little bit. I know I've already had you change your sense. Well, you, you perfectionists are really going to not like me. But I want you to just work that sentence. Change it to this. I want to make an eternal difference with God and others, then put a period. You might have to squiggle, but it's all right. My life is full of squiggles. Is your life full of squiggles, buddy? Yeah, my life is full of squiggles. That is special meaning in our life right these days. I want to make an eternal life with God and others. I want to tell you, God values teamwork. God values it. This is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9. It's this little section that just speaks to me. It says, we are laborers together with God. See it? It's you and God and others. You're working with others. And you're also working with God. Do you know that, that God is a workmate, that you're working with God and you're working with others. If you're just working with others but not God, that's not the church. That's not how it's supposed to be. And if you're just working with God but not others, that's not the church either. With God, you, God, and others. Say, you, God, and others. Yeah. want to go uh, about the vision of the dream team. I won't have you... Squiggle out of sentence anymore, right? I got that passed. 
love you too much to make you do it a fourth time, Kathy. All right. I want to talk about the vision of the dream team. We're going to hit this very quick. Number one, my team is my family. We are more than members who attend the same church. We are part of the family of God. We are so close to each other, we ought to be able to be found in each other's cell phones. We ought to be able to be found on each other's social media. We ought to be able to be found at Mama's Pizza afterwards. Somebody said, amen, amen, amen. We ought to be able to be found in each other's homes, each other's parks, each other's hobbies. Whatever it is that you're into, your family ought to be a part of that. You feel that? I want your team to be a part of that family. I want there, listen, I want there to be a closeness of the team that is deeper than the closeness of every person that walks into the building. Do you understand me there? And that is not isolation. That's not elitism. That is a brotherhood and a sisterhood that is coming together and investing. We have invested in each other's dream together and everyone's calling together. And we understand that it's you, God, and others. And we wouldn't live it any other way. Number two, number two. My team is my lifeline. Lifeline. My team is my lifeline. I'm glad to serve as your pastor, but I should never be your only lifeline. And one of the, that's one of the hard things about pastoring because it feels like you're everyone's lifeline. That's one of the things that ought to come out of small group ministry. That you have an entire group of lifelines. Not just your pastor, but people that you live life with. And you're their lifeline. They're your lifeline. I'm so thankful for lifelines in this church. Do you realize that there are times in my life where I'm hit with such a problem, I don't know what to do but to call Marshall Blessing. Amen. Do you know he's my lifeline? Yes, there was a time in my life, it was the first time my son had an epileptic seizure. And all I, I, I could only think of one thing. We have got to call Marshall because that's a guy who cares enough. He will be here for us. And he was there for us. Thank you for being my lifeline. Thank you for, do you know... There was a time our dog got lost outside of our house. You know who we called on? I know somebody who loves us enough to walk out in that alley and pick up a dog. And it was my lifeline back here, Charles. Charles Craig, you're my lifeline. Your team is your lifeline. Your connection to this team of believers gives you many sources of prayer, many sources of friendship, and many sources of wisdom. You're going to want to be on a team like that. Number three, my team is my foundation. My team is my foundation. Some of the best discipleship at Redemption Church takes place as we work together in teams. I believe that. If the Sunday sermon is the only way foundational discipleship happens, then foundational discipleship only happens on Sunday while the pastor is preaching. I want you to know, if we realize 
that, that if that's the model, which that is the model in most churches, then discipleship will always be limited. And Jesus is so insistent about the plan of discipleship. He told us to go into all the world and make disciples. He does not have a limited vision on what it means to make disciples. So we have to do more than just make disciples once a week at a Sunday service. Can I get an amen on that? If we realize that discipleship happens whenever we are together, then there is no limit to the foundations that will be built. I'm telling you, discipleship happens when you can meet together at a Starbucks and just talk about your life, talk about a difficulty, and you say, I'm going through this, and somebody says, let's pray about that right now, or I have some wisdom on that, or I feel like God is telling me to, to tell you this. That's where discipleship happens. It, it can happen at a Starbucks. Discipleship can happen while you're at a dog park. Discipleship can happen while your kids are playing at the playground, and the kids are, are playing, and the, the adults are talking about something. They don't even want the kids to hear, but discipleship happens right there. Discipleship can happen in your small group. It can happen on an online small group. Discipleship can happen before service, during service, after service. Do you realize discipleship could happen one day while you're working as a greeter over there and somebody is working alongside you and without stopping to greet other people and serve other people, somebody goes, you know, I've always had a trouble with the subject of blah in the Bible. And the other person goes, I totally hear you. I absolutely had that. I'm pantomiming for some reason, serving others. I don't know what I'm doing. All right. but, but while they're serving others, they go, you know what? I had that same thing. And, you know, here's how, that, here's how I got help on that. You know what just happened? Discipleship happened. Discipleship happens whenever we are together. And if that's how, where discipleship happens, discipleship can only be limited by us not getting together. Number four, my team is my place. My team is my place. When you are fully invested and working within your church, every victory that happens becomes your victory. Every testimony becomes your testimony. I, one of the things I really love, in a few weeks we're going to take some time to really tell this testimony but some people have already heard the testimony of what took place in Will's life. And I've been so delighted because I've heard back and forth about people taking his testimony and it becoming their testimony. And they go and tell other people about that testimony. And people are like, say, what? And people are like, yeah, that's the power of God. And it's, that is his victory becoming your victory. That's your place. My, by joining the dream team of Redemption Church, Redemption Church goes from a place to becoming my place. It's not just a place. It's now my place. All right. Values of the dream team. We're going to move on to the values. We have just four simple values of this dream team. Number one, we value connection. We prioritize connecting with new people. In order to do that, everybody needs to become a greeter. Everybody needs to become a greeter. That means that even if you are, let's see, what's one of the, uh, the more task-oriented? If you are the careful kind, right? The careful on the D-I-S-C. If you're on that, that's you're very 
task-oriented. Even if you're very inward. <laughs> Even if you're the opposite of me. <laughs> you know, I'm very outward. Even you're opposite of me. I want you to take it upon yourself to make sure you greet people. People who are members. People who are first-time guests. People uh, who are in the throes of deciding if they want to make this place your home. I want you to greet every single one of them. I want you to connect with them. I want you to connect with the other teams that are going around. Let's say you don't work on the worship team. That's not where your giftings are. That, but guess what? You can still connect with the worship team and tell them, hey, great job today. Cleta, when you sang Waymaker today and you got to that bridge, girl, that was so good. You ought to do that and tell the tech team, hey, tech team, here's something a tech person has never heard. Great job today. You know this? The tech team only hears when they make a mistake. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's like the words are wrong and people are like, whoa, they're looking back at that tech team. Tell them when they do a good job, right? And that ought to be a lot because they're working really hard around here. You know what that is? That's connection. That's connection. Sometimes churches can get tribal. Like this is our team. That's our team. This is kids ministry. That's youth ministry. And there's like a secret war between them or something. I've been, I've experienced it. That's not us. We're connecting across the body of Christ. So we're all greeters. And all people matter to God. If they matter to God, they matter to us. Number one, we value connection. Number two, we value relationship. We do life together. We build relationships with our team. Real life change happens. Real leaders are developed when we take a step towards intentional relationship. You can never teach someone that you're not having a relationship with. You can never bring someone into discipleship without a relationship. We've got to have relationship. We value it. Number three, we value honor. We are a people of purpose working together on purpose. Because of this, we make deliberate decisions to empower one another and to honor one another. To work on this team, you will have to empower someone to lead you. And as you empower them, you're also honoring them. We will honor one another. We don't elevate ourselves above any other member of our team. Just because you are leading a team, you are not elevated above that team. You are responsible for that team. Jesus shows us what that looks like. It is at the feet of your team, washing their feet. It is breaking the bread and serving your team. That is what it means to be a leader. And it means to honor one another. Somebody say honor. Oh, let us get that in our hearts. If you have dishonor against some, if you have a dishonor for someone in this church, repent of that today. Ask God to forgive you of that today. And you watch God bless you for doing that. Number four, and this is the last one, we value celebration. What does it sound like to celebrate, guys? What does it sound like? One, two, three, go. Yeah, I love that. Good. When people come up out of a baptismal take, that's the sound I want them to hear. 
When people come to know the Lord, I want them to hear that sound. When people do a good job and we recognize it, that's going to be the sound I want us to hear. When a young person comes up on the stage and reads that scripture reading, I want that to be the sound that they hear because we are honoring them and celebrating them. We value celebration. At Redemption Church, we believe in celebrating the wins. There is nothing more powerful than a life changed by Christ. And we get to be a part of that. We get to be a part of that all the time. I want to ask our music team to come, our worship team to come. A few moments, we're going to be coming to this altar. We're going to be talking to the Lord. They're going to be leading us. But I want to personally invite everybody in this room to join our dream team. Now, some of y'all, you're like, I've been serving here forever. We're doing it completely different. Will you join us in this new way we're doing it? Some of you have never served in that capacity like this. I'm inviting you. I want you to be a part of the dream team. You don't have to know exactly what that looks like. Can you just trust us that if this is the vision for it, that you're down for it? I want you to take all that you are and all that God has called you to be, and I want you to invest it, and I want you to invest it here in God's kingdom. If you're calling, if you feel that calling to join up, I want you to read over the qualifications and the leadership commitment page on seven, on page seven, Later, everybody. What did the pastor say? He said, later. Not right now. Not while we're talking to God. But later. I want you to read over the qualifications and leadership commitment on page 7. I want you to sign it. I want you to give it to us today. If you want to be a part of this team that's going to change the world. I want us to pray today. We need to pray. There's a lot to pray You have things in your life you need to pray about. Somebody say amen. You know, it's true. It's true. It's true. It's true. true. Me too. You have got a calling that's in front of you that you need to pray about. Some of you have decisions in front of you you need to pray about. Some of you have things in your life you need to repent of. You need to get rid of those things. You need to pray about those things today. I want you to also add to all this prayer to pray to find the right team. God, where is the place that I'm needed at Redemption Church? And where's the place, God, that you'll ultimately be glorified and I'll be used like you created me, you purposed and graced me before the beginning of time? Where is that place? Show it to me. I'm telling you, God can show you where that is tonight. And then last, I want you to pray to make an eternal difference with God and others. With God and others. These altars are open right now. Why don't you come? I'm going to pray for all our friends watching and listening online. Friends online, don't go anywhere. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray for my friends right now. That you touch their hearts. Lord, I pray, Lord, that wherever they are, that they would find the will and the purpose and the grace of God for their life right now. Lord, I want you to use them. Maybe they're in another church. God, You've got a plan to use them there. Let them find it right now. Let them ask you, God, Lord, how would you use me? Friend, why don't you ask the Lord, God, please use me and show me 
how I need to be used in Jesus' name. Maybe God is calling you to be a part of Redemption Church, even from a long distance over uh, online. I want you to do that. We want to talk to you about it. Father, in Jesus' name, lead us. We want to serve you. We want to give you all the glory in the name of Jesus. If you're in this place and you want somebody to pray for you, I want you to come in the first two feet of this altar today. We're going to pray for you and we're going to see you moved on by God. God's going to meet your need in Jesus' name because he's just so wonderful. That's who our God is. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord. For more information about redemption, look us up online at redemption-church.com. We want to hear from you, so be sure to connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or even our anonymous question text line at 214-856-0550. Thank you for joining us, and have a blessed day.